0: The Greenhouse Effect is a weekly podcast hosted by youth pastor Avery Bowman. This podcast is for teens and their parents. Our goal is to encourage, support, and strengthen the home. Contrary to popular belief, one can survive in this present culture while maintaining a personal relationship with Jesus. Join us each week as we learn from God's Word. Here is your host, Avery Bowman.
1: Hey, thank you for joining me on another episode of The Greenhouse Effect. And today I'm super excited about our podcast together. And it's honestly been an amazing time of growing together on the podcast and just getting to know each other better on a weekly basis. And I want to start out with a very familiar verse. And honestly, this verse might come as kind of a surprise when I get through it. You might think, well, uh, I know what you mean when you say that verse, but. It's a lot easier said than done. And that verse goes to Proverbs chapter 22 and verse number six. And the verse goes, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. I work with teenagers on a weekly basis. And honestly, a lot of you, perhaps even listening to this podcast, you might even say, well, Avery, you know that me and you have conversations often. And my teenager is now um, 16, 17 years old, and they're making their own decisions. And I've raised them right. I've taught them the way they should go. And they're departing from that way. And there's a lot of frustration there. And it seems like how do you put your family back together once there is that separation, once there is them going off and doing their own thing, and so we just want to kind of discuss that this today and talk about that, how to put back together kind of a messy situation, how to um, kind of get back to um, family time and enjoying each other's company, and not maybe that hostile environment when you all are around each other, and so. When you think about that, what are some of your main concerns with your teenagers? Have they kind of gotten to a point where you feel like you don't have very much influence in their lives anymore and everything you say um, upsets them and kind of triggers them, so to speak? Um, And as we get started here, um, I do want to go ahead and have a word of prayer Because there are several individuals that have come to me in the recent days that you are dealing with this very thing, and you're on my heart as we go into this. But hopefully and prayerfully, we can be an encouragement and help to you as we look at a few verses and just brainstorm on how to uh, get our teenagers back. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for the ability to gather around a few verses From the only thing that will make a difference in the lives of our young people. And that is your word. And that is the everlasting truths that still hold true to this day. And I pray, Lord, that we will find 100% confidence, 100% peace in your word. I pray, Lord, that we will look to nothing else except for the things that are in your word. And I pray that we will um, have soul liberty with our young people. And I pray that even though Satan desires to pull them astray, I pray that you will allow us to um, have influence and have impact in the lives of our young people. And Lord, we'll give you all the honor and glory for how you're going to work in the lives of our young people, even today. In your precious, most holy name, I pray. Amen and amen. No matter how much ground you feel that you've lost, no matter what kind of time you feel that is gone with your young person, I want you to know that you can get back on track and that there is still hope. And realize that, yeah, this is a battle. It's a spiritual battle, and we've talked about that a lot, and that is the entire point. But don't lose hope. Um, your teenager is going to resist your efforts. He's going to question she's going to question the sincerity uh, behind the things that you're trying to do. Um, and there might be good reasons that your teenagers are feeling the way that they're feeling. Maybe you have given a crazy amount of time at work and you've neglected some family time. Maybe there are some uh, real reasons why there is some of that um, family fragmentation there. And, and so, But in recognizing that and understanding that and owning up to that is the first step and knowing that, hey, look, I've made a mistake and I've done some things that I I probably shouldn't have done. I've said some things that are hurtful in the past. I've lived a life of hypocrisy. I haven't given the time that I need to my teenager, but now I'm ready and willing to get back on track. That's all part of getting back your teenager, or getting back the time that you need with your teenager. The first thing I want to challenge you to do is simply to seek God's direction through prayer and Bible study. Look, every single family is different, and there's no really 100% set in stone recipe, but God will lead you individually to make the changes that he wants you to make. And so what I mean by that is asking God specifically for, hey, look, what should i do in my life to get through to fill in the blank you know some of you have teenagers uh, you have two or three teenagers at the same time and we have um some some families in our youth department that have three teenagers in the youth group at the exact same time and and there there are situations like that and sometimes you have two or three teenagers at the exact same time that have um, completely discredited your influence in their life, and so in thinking about that and in considering that, you know, maybe there's a little bit of some lost time. Maybe they feel like you give more attention and effort to their sibling than them, and whatever it is. But ask God to illuminate your mind for that specific individual teenager in your life that you're you're trying to get through to. One thing I found out in working with teenagers is that I can prepare, study, I can try to plan the best games ever, and we are going to continue doing that and working with teenagers. But unless God gets through, unless it's God's idea, and he works in their heart, and it's that still small voice that gets through to these young people, hey, look, it doesn't matter how much time, it doesn't matter how great I think my inventions are, it, none of that is, is relevant whatsoever in the lives of these teenagers. God has to do the work in their lives. Hey, God's not going to lead you to spend less time at church so that you can spend more time together as a family. That's counteractive. It, it's doing uh, less in order so you think you can do more. It's like telling a doctor, it'd be like a doctor telling you to cut your head off so that you can fix your acne problem. Look, that's not how that works. When, when you think about it, spend time together at church. Spend time together doing things um, as a family. And do things, um, make time and priorities outside of um, scheduled times. But you have to be intentional about those things. But ask God and get in your Bible and pray and search and look it out. and and try to figure out what it is. Another thing that I would challenge you to do is to make some tough choices about good things. You say, what do you mean by that? Maybe, maybe there's a time where, you know, you have um, your your kids have basketball practice or volleyball or whatever specific sport that they're in and music practice. And it's just time that they take a break from those practices in order to um, to spend more time together as a family. And so I don't know what it is, but there comes a time where you have to be able to say, hey, look, we're going to skip those things in order to um, be able to do something together as a family. None of us are um we are all so busy. We have all scheduled ourselves completely full. Let me challenge you to do this. Take time to do um assess an assessment on your week. Take time to look over your weekly schedule. How much time are you giving to your your child that needs the attention? Your teenager that needs that one-on-one time with you? How much time do you have allotted in your schedule to do those things with your your teenager look it's our responsibility to keep the satan away from our teenagers it's our responsibility to be intentional and we have to find a quiet time to look at the the schedule in our lives and see how busy we are look at how our days fill up on the calendar and i love how looking at the calendar on the apple calendar app And it gives you the exact allotted time. And by the time I punch everything into our calendar, honestly, there's very little time left for everything else. So there's times where you have to literally put in there family time and and plug that in. It sounds silly and it looks silly even on a calendar that you'd have to be that intentional. But look, we're intentional about our work schedules. We're intentional about other priorities that we have in our lives And our teenagers need us to be intentional about time with them. We have to make sure that this is a priority. We have to make sure that it's something that's scheduled. But when will you spend that time? We have to have a commitment that drives us to spending time. Be willing to schedule that time with that individual that needs that time in your family. Another thing I want to challenge you is hey don't expect an overnight miracle understand that this is not this is this is going to take time look your teenager is changing there's a lot of chemical changes that are going on there's a lot of ideas that they're getting from their friends there's a lot of weird ideologies that's being uh, pushed down their throats in this day and age and we have to understand and, and give the Holy Spirit time to work in their lives. Don't think that you can just simply change something overnight and that's going to be a fix-all in your life. So when you change the schedule and you make time for your family, don't think that after one week of changing this time, well, I tried it and that's all the time that they're going to get. And if they don't like it, then bummer for them. You know what I'm saying? You have to give this some time to work. You have to allow the Holy Spirit um, to illuminate in the mind of your teenager, for your teenager to grasp the reality of, hey, look, dad is serious about this thing. Mom is serious about this thing. And they really do care. They really are making me a priority in their life. They really do want to have the tough conversations with me. And they, they want to be there for me. Hey, there's no quick solutions or lasting results in a, a fast food style relationship. You can't have that drive up to the window, order what you want real quick. I want this change, that change. I want them to care about me more. I want them to spend time with me more. And then it happened overnight. That's never the way that it works. That's never the way that it's going to end up uh, working out for your teenager either. Hey, look, make things fun. Make things exciting when you're trying to um, get some results out of change in the lives of your teenagers. Look for teaching moments. Another challenge I would have, look for teaching moments. Hey, you know what? Nurturing isn't forced. You know, a new mother has doesn't have to force herself to cradle her newborn with love. It's natural. When I, I thought that she was the most beautiful woman I've ever laid my eyes on, and I still do to this day, and then I got to watch her, hold our twin boys and love them and care for them and i'm telling you that was absolutely beautiful nothing melted my heart like that and that was natural it came natural and and no one had to to teach me how to nurture my boys look i'm a big burly guy i'm a big dude and my my boys were born at 3 pounds and 4 pounds and there, in the NICU, when they handed me over, hey, it was natural they didn't have to teach me that nurturing isn't something that is forced, and you know we don't we shouldn't have to to force these moments with our teenagers. it shouldn't be such an awkward and and something that is so weird, and it doesn't need to turn into like a lecture time and and turn into Hey, sit down and listen to me and I'm going to point my finger in your chest type deal. Hey, love your teenager with that same natural love the day they were born and that same innocent, just, hey, no expectations. They're still your child. They're still your son. They're still your daughter. Hey, look, they might have messed up. They might have done some crazy off the wall stuff that that just blows your mind and you would have never seen that coming. But look, we've all made mistakes. We've all done some pretty crazy things and take those opportunities to teach them. You know, there's a lot of things in life that there's going to be ebb and flows in a teenager's life. They're going to have highs and lows. They're going to do some crazy things, but allow these unique times in their lives for the Holy Spirit to prompt them and to teach them those moments. And when he does, be there to pick them up. Be there to encourage them. Be there to um, not not to kick them while they're down or to um, you know put some salt on the wounds, so to speak, but to encourage them and lift them up and build them up in the Lord. Look, one thing I know about families that are struggling and hurting is that it can be extremely easy to lose hope. It can be extremely easy to completely get discouraged and think to yourself that hey look there's no way out of this my teenager is never going to come around and it can be exhausting it can wear you out you can get to a point where you don't want to um, even look at them even give them the time of the day or the attention that they need in their lives but I'm telling you that God has made you their parents for a reason. He's entrusted you with their lives. And so you're good enough to parent them. He, he will equip you and he'll give you the knowledge and the energy that you need. Again, I want to encourage you to seek God's direction through prayer in Bible study. If you think about the, the, the verse in Second um, Timothy chapter 3, Verse number 16 and 17, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Look, God's word is profitable. God's word is perfect, and it'll teach you how to raise your child It'll teach you how to be there for your, your teenager. Uh, Philippians 4, 6-8 through 8 says this, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Hey, look, I'm just telling you, let your request be made known unto God. Don't get discouraged. Don't get defeated. Don't get bogged down by the things of this life. Hey, look, it's easy to do. And I'm telling you, your teenagers and some of the things that they're going through and some of the things that they're searching for in their life, they will bog you down. They will discourage you, but look up, don't be defeated. Don't be discouraged and allow God to do a work in their life. Allow God to do a work in your family. And I'm telling you, when he does, you will be, oh, so excited at the results that come when God brings your family back together. Hey, I'm praying for you all. I'm here for you all. If you have any specific prayer requests, make sure you reach out to us and let us know. We're here for you, and we love you here at The Greenhouse Effect. God bless you all. Have an amazing day. Thank you
0: for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review. The greatest trick Satan has ever pulled is convincing the world he does not exist. We have to live in light of the reality that he walks about seeking whom he may devour. He is alive and well today. Remember to work out your salvation today. May God bless you richly as you seek to walk with him.